This is Derek Moyer, and welcome to the Freedom Fighter Podcast. Woke up this morning and this song was in my heart. It's not a song I listen to a lot. Johnny Cash song, A Bridge Over Troubled Water. A friend of mine gave me a Johnny Cash gospel album at the beginning of my journey. And I'm telling you, it, it took me on a journey. Me and others, Charles, I know you know my friend Charles. Uh, the way he communicated the gospel and song, just, it done something. And before he died, his wife dies. And this album, a friend, a big gangster pal of mine, because I, I, I came to Christ, uh, there's a song in the album, American Four, it was called. This guy, Rick, Rick Rubin, produced this album, these last albums. He could hardly speak the guy. His face was caving in and all that. But before he died, they recorded these albums. And one of the songs in the album was called My Own Personal Jesus. So my big mate, the gangster guy, got me the CD, because he thought, you know, this mention of Jesus. But anyway... On the CD, uh, on, the, aye, on the CD at the time, the song was Bridge Over Troubled Water. And there's something about it that was different. About the first time I heard it, as a wee boy with Simon and Garfunkel, or was it Paul Simon, whoever it was, but just think of these words as God singing to you. When you're weary Feeling small When tears are in Your eyes I will dry them all I'm on your side Oh, when times get rough And friends just can't be found Like a bridge over troubled water I will lay me down Like a bridge over troubled water I will lay me down down and out when you're on the street when evening falls so hard I will comfort you I'll take your part when darkness Oh, mm-hmm. 
maybe just early days in this and you're feeling all the storms coming in see that see that experience of the heart finally realising that he is my bridge that all this stuff I've carried for years he can take me through it I was saying the other week there the retreat we're talking about Jesus led captivity captive right profound to know this especially when you're a prisoner that he conquered your enemies everything that's conquered does he's conquered, he's led it captive when you know the truth the truth makes you free nobody's ever in the face of our earth offered or invited uh, you know us into I've, listen mate, I've taken all your enemies captive uh, so I was saying that the other week, but you know, some came to me quiet the next day. Has anybody ever offered you rest? Think of that. Any of your pals, any of your, you know, our employers in the whole life, did they ever say, come to me and I'll ease your pain, I'll ease your burdens? Nobody. It's actually here, may not add to your burdens, is it, mostly? You think, yeah. Uh, so this is, this is this beauty that Jesus offers us rest uh, over the years for me I would hear the things and uh, uh, you know no really understand the significance because you think of uh, what we need rest from especially when we've caused a lot of damage especially when we've, we've had a lot of hurt happen to us uh, you know, rest from that sense of failure. Rest for your story. Because we can get away from everybody else, 
but we can't get away for ourselves. Rest for the past, you know, and you know, see when you're talking to folk that they're not aware of their need, they just scoff at things and, ugh, what are you talking about? But see when you're aware of, I need that, there's something in there that's needing, that's needing released. My friend John Eldridge wrote a book called The Utter Relief of Holiness. See, when I heard that title, there's somewhere like that in me, because I'm going, after living in impurity for years and battling with impurity for years, there's a relief. <gasps> Finally! A relief to actually to be released for something. You know what I mean? The word relief says it's the removal or lightening of something painful. It's the things that trouble and burden is to be lightened for that, remo- that hangs for remove phase, to be reassured and rela- feel relaxed following the release of this stress and distress. That's what Jesus offers us. And you know, St. Brian there, over the years, for me, uh, my first fiancé leaves me. And it was this really, like yourselves, just, you know, came out of a lot of madness and psychosis and uh, addiction, prison, a lot of abuse, a lot of trauma. So I'm thinking, this is amazing, I meet God. I've had this experience and God's talking to me and everything's wonderful. And I get into this relationship and I expect God to just work it all out. God will do it all. But I still watch pornography. I still, I still uh, was trapped in some patterns in, in my life. And I didn't treat the lassie's heart well. And a beautiful, godly girl she was. And uh, when she left me, a couple of stories about this, but the one, one I'm saying to Brian, I'm driving a van for a guy delivering stuff and I'm going into Kilbarna and I'm, I'm uh, grieving I mean I'm going why why crying through my heart and I heard inside I tried to tell you this upended my thinking my way of thinking because I thought wait a minute you're the one that says in Philippians 1 that you will complete that which you started unto the day of Jesus Christ the, God, the good work that God's begun he's going to complete there's a psalm that says, I will perfect that which concerns you. I was quoting the hands, believing that. That's true, isn't it? That's brilliant. But then I heard him say, I tried to tell you. And what he was saying was, I, I was trying to correct you, but you wouldn't listen. Many folk have been so hurt in life that we find it hard to trust people. We've been so abused, we've been so hardened, that nobody gets close well, I can assure you, that was my life, and I lived in a prison of that for years because I was a prisoner to myself. I wouldn't let him love me because I couldn't love myself. I couldn't let God close because, you know, the, the things inside that you, you'll not, I'll not trust again. So that's a prison. And the way that we can't live like that, we want, we want the life that Jesus offers us. That's not true. Anybody else experienced that? You know, we want the life that Jesus offered, so, you know, that we have to move beyond that. So the, the story was, I had to own that God was trying to lead me, but I wasn't listening. And uh, so, 
you know, a lot of pain around that for me. And, and the need to take responsibility to walk with God. So, I like to talk today. I felt God put this in my heart, but no regrets. I had a wee clip. I don't know the complete camera, no? Yeah, it's a lot. No, Nah. Uh, a wee clip for this from Madagascar 3, so I'll just explain it. Uh, there's this amazing... Uh, <laughs> it was my mate who was in Spain with him last year, and he started singing this, no, non-regrets, no regrets, no, no regrets. It's for French. I was like, what does it mean? You know, he really understood the language, right? But... It's the the woman goes into this uh, you know hospital room and all the the uh, the sergeants and officers are all lying with their feet up bandaged their heads are all bandaged and they're lying in a pit and she starts singing no regrets to them and it's it's an amazing it's funny but it's like regrets can keep us lying in our deathbeds. Anybody ever experienced that? The regret of what, what the wasted years. Has anybody got any regrets in here? Right. So I'm in the right place. <laughs> so the regrets. What about over the broken relationships? What about how we've performed as parents? Regrets. You know, these things that are... You know, they, they, they can haunt us. They can continue to torment, oppress, disturb, because we think about them, and they're legitimate. It's happened. There were experiences. The, 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 you know, the, the one, the, the, it wasn't good. The choices we made, the selfishness and sin that we were involved in. Uh, I read a guy that says, after a lifetime of selfish debauchery, we can become so overwhelmed by regret that we can't experience joy. I can totally relate. The consequences of our sin and selfish choices continue to cause us problems. They continue to affect us all these years later. So the ministry I'm involved in and what, what uh, I've been talking to Willie and Brian about, you know, the retreats we run, it's about going after this stuff. Because we know this doesn't change overnight. Then we know that. <laughs> you know, we, we know that uh, really getting release for this stuff takes courage. See, the guys I respect the most in my life now is the guys that go there. It's the easiest thing in the world to stay out your head, to stay in utter denial and never own and take responsibility for our life. And... Uh, but to, to face these things and to continue to be courageous enough to let God in to the areas, that is a path that leads to life. It's a dis- discipline and difficult path that few, 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 few uh, go there, few find it, because I'm not going there. It's too hard. It's too painful. But I can tell you this. Weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning. That's real. That's not just a wee scripture that we quote. It's real. That Jesus, think of this, before his resurrection, he had to go through the most unimaginable torture and pain for, for you, for me, for all of He went through the most unimaginable pain and suffering. It says in the Bible, uh, he's, uh, you know, uh, marred more than any man was ever marred. Disfigured. If you watch the passion of Christ, it captures this. 
that for us who have been involved in fighting and you know hurting people, defending the country, uh, you know when you look at that you go, uh, this guy took the worst beating ever in my place. Colossians two talks about the case that was against us, the indictment that was against us was shredded. It was cancelled. It was deleted because of what he'd done. That's how courageous he was. And, uh, you know, him going to the cross like that, him taking the punishment for our sin, what what an act, willingly laying his life down. So, you know, the point I'm making is the folk that I respect the most are the ones that that, that that are walking through. But, as I say, Jesus crucifixion first, all that first then came the resurrection it was Friday but Sunday was a coming remember, Mm -hmm. (laughs) have you ever heard that the American preachers I heard that guy say it years ago, it was Friday but Sundays are coming, so there's this sense of you know, aye it's painful Uh, you know, terrible pain, but through it all, victory, joy abundant life uh, you know, breakthrough all these different things that Jesus Jesus demonstrates. That's the same for us. So when you're going through the troubles, when you're maybe you're just arrived and you're feeling I've got I don't know what to do with this. And all the old voices are saying you can't, it's too much. You can't get through this. Don't let him in. Keep the walls up. Who's he talking to? You know, all this defence mechanism, all this self protective talk to keep us back from letting those very vulnerable hot places be touched. Um, so, um, aye, that, that, that's, that is the work that we're involved in. Going after these scars. So, the, the idea of this no regrets is so important because... I never actually, I, I never caught this, but I read a few of these translations of Second Corinthians. Can we put that up, by the So Paul writing, Church at Corinth, he's wrote a challenging letter to them at the beginning, uh, first, and he's, he's, he's explaining all this in this chapter, the, the verse, the chapter before, and he, and he hits that, uh, you, you know, he says something that's profound, because I think, I don't know if you've, if you, 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 we could all identify and feel this. The regrets leave us with this sense of killing us. Feels like we're dying when you when you think of the pain of you know the things you, that we did in the day or we should have done. The self punishment. But Paul says, "I'm happy not because you were made sorry, but because your sorrow led you to repentance." For you became sorrowful as God intended, and so you weren't harmed in, in any way by us. For godly sorrow brings repentance that leads to salvation and leaves no regret, but worldly sorrow brings death. And, uh, you know, this is, this is part of this relief, the rescue plan for the relief from this, for the re- from the release from the regret, is godly sorrow brings repentance. The, the godly sorrow makes us more sensitive to God because we turn to him and we say that's my experience we turn to him and we say Father I'm instead of wallowing in the pity and the rejection and self-punishment and the regret 
I'm turning my heart to you and I'm able to say I'm sorry and I've got mere like what happened to me with that, my, my previous fiancé. I was broken inside. It led to sorrow. It led to repentance. It led to me saying, I'm, I, I, I shouldn't have done that. Rather than the rest of my life, the message Bible says, those who let distress drive them from God are full of regrets. They end up in a deathbed of regrets. And I know for all us, you know, when you've come out of this lifestyle we've been in, you know, that, that, is, that sense of, uh, you know, legitimate regret can, can take it, you know, they, we're just drowning in it, we can be overwhelmed by it. Then they get not in Kenya. Yep. Is it, is it making sense? The Passion Translation said, I'm glad because your grief led you to deep repentance. You experienced godly sorrow, and as God, as God intended, you experienced this. It brought about gain for you, no loss. God designed us to feel remorse over our sins and our previous lives. All the things we've done wrong, the way we've treated our kids, the way, the way we've handled these relationships. He, he wanted us to feel remorse over this so that we would produce repentance that leads to victory. No longer wallowing like a pig in its muck, feeling sorry, no longer holding on to all this stuff. This is great news. No longer stuck in the muck all that stuff because, you know, remember that? Remember that a case that was against you, a legitimate case? Uh, you know, repentance leaves us with no regrets. But this worldly sorrow, this, this living in regrets, drives us from God. You know? And uh, so, as I've studied that, I thought that's my experience. Because what has happened with God is the things I've done wrong have drove me to God. And what's happened is it's led to a, a, a sensitivity to God that I'm going, I've got a reverential fear. Remember the beginning of wisdom to Proverbs? is a reverential fear of the Lord. The beginning, beginning of wisdom, the first, thing apart, the first part of wisdom is to have a reverential fear of God, which means I don't want to, I don't want to disobey you because I know what happens when I do. I remember I was at my first men's conference I went to, and I was an African preacher, and he quoted a guy, it was some general in the American army in the Vietnam War. He said, he heard it for them. And he said, some men die by shrapnel, some men die by flames, but most men die inch by inch by playing silly games. And, you know, that is so true when it comes to, you know, this half-heartedness about walking with God. I play silly games. Inch by inch I die. Inch by inch for the compromise. I keep giving ground away. If I was it was in the army. You know, when, when, when you're, look at what's happening in Ukraine, the, the inch by inch fighting, the, 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 the uh, you know, the, the amount of struggle just to get a wee bit of territory. That's how important this is in your, in your life. It's that important that we give ground up by playing silly games giving inch by inch up, instead of saying, God, I'm all in. I, I want to use the, this pain. I want to let this pain work in me and bring, bring more victory. It's I truly repent. No get more rebellious and run from God like the regret can make us do. I think that message captures that beautifully. You know, the distress can make us just get more rebellious because that's how we've learned to cope with everything, isn't it? Yeah. Just... 
you know, who cares and uh, stick their fingers up at God and stick their fingers up at the world and just run away and bury their head in the sand again. But, you know, the, the way out, the, 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 some of the translations capture it, saying, this godly sorrow leads to repentance without regret that leads to salvation and deliverance. It leads to us being delivered for the very things that are actually weighing us doing and trapping us in our, you know, the, the pain of, uh, you know, the overwhelming pain of how we've acted in the past. Is that no good news? Aye. So, um, we shall know the truth and the truth will make us free. Jesus said, if you abide, the word means continue in, live in, stay in, and I love the word continue, it means persist. The word means persist. It's to continue to do something in spite of difficulty, in spite of opposition, in spite of no a little indication of success. It's to keep at it. I keep doing this. And then he says, then you're my disciples indeed. Because that's what I had today. You're not my disciples if you don't do this. I live like this. I had to keep at this. Even when the storms were hitting, even when it was when it was all this crap was coming against me and make me want to quit, make me want to just uh, rebel and run away, the distress make me want to uh, uh, you know give in, cave in. I kept doing this, and he said, "Then you'll know the truth." So the condition is, I need to persist, I need to keep at it, even through us, and then I'll know the truth, and the truth will make me free. I'll be free from being subject to this stuff, totally ruining my life anymore, being the verdict on me. Defining my uh, life, what one of the last I've been working with had a vision of a of a dog with a stake in the ground on a on a lead, and the dog, no matter what it believes about itself, no matter how fast it can run, no matter what it wants to do, it's defined by the level of that uh, that geography of the of the of the lead, the length of the lead. That's how far that is gone. That's how far the dog can move. Is that all right? That's how far the dog can move. So. When we've got things in our life that keep us trapped to a certain thing, tying us, keeping us stuck to a particular position and place, that's how far we can move. Doesn't matter what we believe, doesn't matter what we think ourselves. If we're bound by something, that's how far, that's how far we can move. So the, 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 the need to have these things released for our lives, to continue to press forward, and reach forward and be re- reformed and be, uh, you know, altered and adjusted is so important. Has anyone ever heard this, the statement, the best is yet to come? Do we hear that in Christian circles? So, recently I was doing a study on prune for better fruit for John 15. And so verse 2 is, Jesus is saying, of all things, I'm the, vi- I'm the vine. I'm the, I'm the plant that produces the wine. You're the branches my father's the vine dresser, the gardener, the farmer. And so I went away to a garden centre, I was interviewing a woman, I wanted to know all about pruning, I wanted to know why, why vine? What, you, know, you know, what's important to that plant? Why, what's he saying? And, uh, but the thing that jumped out so much for me, the father is a gardener. And I was out in quiet and it just hit me. Because if you do any gardening, you know, the gardener is the one who does all the work, isn't he? The gardener's the one that's taking ownership for the garden. And uh, so, the, the thought that came to me was, Jesus says, the, 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 any branch in me that doesn't produce fruit, he chops off, takes away. But any branch in me that does, 
Uh, the father continuously prunes for better, more and more excellent fruit. Right? So one day I was just sitting and I felt inside. Remember that? The best is yet to come. That's no true unless you allow yourself to be corrected. That's no true unless... And if you stay the same, that's not true. That's another way of saying it. If you stay the same... If you stay the same, if you believe that's me, I've I've went to rehab and that's it. I've got some I've got some Jesus, I've got some some ideas now. I'm thinking better and I'm and I'm acting a bit better. And that's me. It's not true. It, this is ongoing. It's very humbling and it's beautiful actually. Because see when you recognise as a, a grown man that you're still as dependent as you were when you was a wean. But you're dependent on God. And it's so good because you're going, it's not on me. I'm not in control. My father is continually pruning, and it's up to him to show me. Here's where, here's, here's, here's something I need to talk to you about, son. Here's something I want to take off your life so that you'll produce better attitudes, so you'll produce better relationships, so that you'll produce better as you, go, as you grow forward. That's exciting, because it's a life of progress. It's ongoing. When I just was early days, I was in watching a documentary about Bob Dylan and at my house in Stevenson. And uh, Bob Dylan, is, uh, somebody came to him and said to him, how does it feel now that you're such a great songwriter and you're famous and you've made it? And this just jumped out and slapped me when I, I heard this. He says, I said to him, we are never there. We are constantly in the state of becoming. And he said, if you can keep that mindset, you'll be all right. right? And, it, you know, to me, it was just like, it spoke to me, because I was thinking, I was learning about order at the time, and doing my dishes when I needed to do them and discipline myself. But it was like, I could do my dishes at night. And they go, that's me doing my dishes. They're all done. The next day I used me. But I'm still going, no, I've done my dishes. And I used more, I used more, I used more. You know, and that idea can be the same spiritually. We're never there. We're constantly in the state of becoming. The garden, as within us, your garden needs to be continually kept. We need to keep it in order. Garden our heart cultivating a life with God. It's great. Um, so, you know, that sense of that scripture, the, 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 the meat out of that for me was this repentance or something so important to get about it. No, that the religious kind of ideas about it. But when I'm drowning and then these, these, these thoughts come up, that's my bridge. My bridge over this trouble, the troubled water of regret, the troubled water of all this pain from my past that can utterly destabilise me, paralyse my potential, make me know why to step out and act like the man I'm called to be when we have future issues with wives and children. You know, we have to be the fathers that we were were only being before. And that takes courage to operate in uh, outer you know, no out of the shame of remember where you were. No out of the fear of I can't speak. I'm dubbed up because of what I was like. We are new creations. We've got a brand new start. We can begin again. We do not have to keep living out of the same old images of ourselves that was that was formed after all these years of us living without God. That's the biggest battle for us all, to be honest. That, that is the real, that's where the real stuff is. That, uh, uh, to to have, have that this, this conditioned thinking 
that's been formed after all these years and all this, this nonsense coming at us to be replaced and for us to live confidently out of how God says we are. Um, so that, that, that sense of the, the repentance uh, you know, brings us to God. Keep our hearts sensitive to him rather than running a mile for him. Running a mile for the people why help us. Shutting our hearts down. You know, just, just leave me alone. I'm quite happy in this pain. So, to finish, can we just a wee prayer around rest? Is that, is that long enough, Brian? Eh? Uh, just, just a wee prayer. I'm going to just put a wee bit of quiet music on. I use this guy, William Augusto. He, 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 he creates a beautiful music, soaking, soaking music. It's fabulous. This one's called Into Me, You See. Father, we just worship you this morning. Jesus, that you say, come to me. All, all of those who are weary, heavy laden, overburdened, weary, exhausted, weary of carrying this story. Weary, meaning I'm reluctant to experience any more of this stuff. I'm so sick of it. I'm sick of this stuff coming up. Weary for the sense of failure. Weary for the pain of my past. You say, come to me and I will give you this rest. Rest for all this. Relief and refreshment. What a promise. said to us, learn of me. I'm meek, I'm lowly in heart. Learn the unforced rhythms of my grace. Keep company with me and you'll learn how to live freely and lightly. So Jesus, we invite you into our places of regret this morning, which been raised in each man's heart here. I ask you in to this area of my heart. I believe that you are my bridge over this troubled water. Forgive me for running away from you in my distress. Forgive me for putting the walls up, shutting down, putting the defences up forgive me I turn to you I'm sorry there's a sorrow a regret in my heart there's a disappointment as I think of all this stuff whatever that stuff is for you but I bring my heart to you this morning and I say can you come in there and heal that mend that broken place release me and give me rest I want rest 
I want the promise of your rest. I want that relief. I want that feeling of being released, enlightened for this burden that I've carried for all these years. Jesus, I thank you that you you move towards us in our pain when we want to run a mile and punish and reject and hurt people who cause us pain. Hurt ourselves when we feel it. But we thank you that you are the, the great physician. You're the ultimate warrior, champion, brave heart who fights on our behalf fights for our hearts to see them free to see them healed to see them restored to give us our heart back to give us a brand new start a brand new beginning so I pray today the hope hope enters each heart that I don't have to be troubled and tormented and oppressed any longer I take full, I take hold of, lay hold of, grab this with both hands. That you whom the sun sets free is free indeed. So God, we thank you for your, that your yoke is easy and your burden is light. Freedom Fighter Podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody. If you want to connect with our services or you want more info or details about upcoming events, connect with us online at www.freedomfighter.life or drop us an email at info at freedomfighters.life. Until next time, God bless you.